still going to worship the Lord no matter what happens, no matter the circumstance, no matter what is going on. Don't matter if it's a good day or a bad day, an overwhelming day or a quiet day. Anyone had an overwhelming day? Just talking about overwhelming days yesterday. Sometimes stuff just keeps on coming and keeps on coming and keeps on coming. It don't seem like it's ready to let up anytime soon. But God's still good. You still got to worship the Lord. We still got to keep a song flowing out of our spirit. We'll talk about that a little bit today. Talk about our song just a little bit today. It's not going to be my title, but I'm going to talk about it. So if we would, let me turn to the book of Revelation. Don't get nervous. It's not like that. Not one of those today. We're not going on anything too crazy. Sylvia, so let's stand. We're going to turn to the book of Revelation, chapter number 12. Book of Revelation, chapter number 12. Start reading verse number 7. It is up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, uh, Revelation 12. Start reading verse number 7. There was war in heaven. Michael and his arch and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their, their place found any more in heaven. And, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuseth them before our God day and night. And they overcame him. Ain't that good? Amen. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They love not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath. Because he knows he hath but a short time. Let's pray. Jesus we love you. We thank you for all that you are doing. You are good. You are holy. And you are righteous. You are the Lord of the heaven and earth. You are the King. You are our Savior, our Redeemer, our Deliverer. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your wisdom. And that you are holy. You are righteous. You are good. Help us to not just hear your word. Help us to do your word. Help us to change the course and the destiny of this world by living out your word in our lives. In Jesus' name we love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So, I'm going to start off with this little story for you. He grew up in Antioch, Tennessee. His father was a builder. His mother a realtor. They were enthusiasts for that most American of literary genres, self-help. 
According to the Nashville Scene and Alt Weekly newspaper, Dave Ramsey's parents often played tips, tapes of motivational speakers that they drove to family vacations. At 18, he had passed the real estate exam. He sold real estate while attending university. By the time he entered his mid-20s, he accumulated a $4 million portfolio of property, which he financed with bank loans. He was at least on paper a millionaire. But the year was 1986, when he was about 26 years old. Congress overhauled the banking system. The bank he'd been using was acquired by a larger one, revoked his lines of credit, and demanded he pay back his loans, and he couldn't. So he couldn't sell property fast enough to settle his debts, foreclosed on subject to several lawsuits, eventually declared bankruptcy, left with no money, two small children and a wife whose trust in him was shattered. He stood under a scalding shower, he said later, and wept and considered suicide. Started going to church more often, even after declaring bankruptcy. It took six more years to pay off half a million dollars. He owed friends and the IRS, and he did so. He has said through real estate income and a new intense frugality. From that wilderness came a new man. He was just as ambitious and charismatic as he was before, but he was humbled. Never again would he go into debt. Better he would help other people avoid the same fate. God, he felt, had given him a calling. He began offering financial counseling at local churches, self-published his first book, Financial Peace, printed a thousand copies, drove around with them in his trunk, and gave them away mostly for free. A local radio station asked him if he'd like to do a show, and, well, some of you may know the rest. He now has the third most popular radio show uh, underneath two, two conservative talk show programs. <laughs> Uh, I listen to his podcast pretty often, and pretty often one of the most regular features on there is something that he calls a debt-free scream. Here are some pictures of what that may look like if you were to tune into his YouTube live. People call in, they tell their stories of how they followed the seven baby steps that Dave Ramsey has put together for getting out of debt. They come in, they tell their story, they shout out, and they, they say, here's our hard points. Here's how much money we, we were in debt. Here's how much how quickly we paid off. Here's how rich we are. Here's how much we, here's our income, all that kind of stuff. And they finally say, and he says at the end, okay, now you've changed your family tree. You've changed your legacy. Now go give it to someone else and just let's shout it out. Three, two, one, we're debt free. So, that is, to some degree, uh, I was listening to the program just a couple days ago, and someone called in to do one of these debt-free screams, as he calls it. And he asked me, he said, so where'd your story start? He said, well, I was at work. I had such and such amount of money that I was in debt friend of mine mentioned your name to me on the way home. I listened to your podcast and um, some guy called in to do one of these debt-free screams and said his numbers was a lot like mine. He was just, a, he made about the same amount of money and he was in the, about the same amount of debt. It had been two years and now he was here to shout, we're debt-free. He said, well, what do you think someone's listening to you right now with the same story? 
because it happens all the time. There's a different kind of debt that people are in today besides just the ever overwhelming uh, financial aid developments, besides worrying about losing jobs in the midst of a pandemic, besides any of that, there's people who need to hear right now that there is a capability to become debt-free. It was said, we are no longer under the law of sin and death because Jesus came and he shed his blood that we could be free. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are the children of God. In fact, let me tell you, a lot of the place where I get a lot of those resources comes from a man with a kind of similar story. You see, he was a young man. He was well-trained, successful by any means of what, of, or ways to put it. And he was on his way when suddenly his number was called up and said, your line of credit has run out. He knocked him down off of his beast with a bright, shining light. And he said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul, Saul said, what? I thought this was the way to go. I thought this was how it works. On paper, I'm a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I've been trained in the best schools. I know exactly what I'm doing. But he said, somehow I'm still left with the question, who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus, the one you're persecuting. The one that you've been killing people for my name's sake. The one that you've been slaughtering them left and right. The one that you're holding papers in your hand right now to walk into the city of Damascus. I want you to go to a street called Straight and wait there. And wait there for a man by the name. I want you to wait there for a man by, by the name of... Oh Lord, I lost it. Ananias. I, I, I lost it on my paper. I got lost my place. <laughs> oh Lord, for a man by the name of Ananias. Ananias hears about it and he says, you must be crazy, Lord. This guy's been doing this. He's been doing that. No, but he is a chosen vessel for my sake. Because I've told him that you're going to come. You're going to cleanse it, what cleanse his sight. And you're, you're going to baptize him in my name. And I want him to suffer many things for my name's sake. And So he did. He went and he talked to Paul and he, he to Saul and he baptized him and he and he said, "Brother Saul, I'm here. I'm here for you to receive your sight." So Saul does. He starts as you heard pastor saying just a few minutes ago, he comes to the disciples and he says, "Here I am. I'm I'm ready. I want you to teach me everything you can teach me. I'm ready for your, I'm ready for your programs. I'm ready for whatever you got to throw at me. Teach me how to do this." And they don't believe him, but this guy named Barnabas comes and he said, he vouches for him. He said, "I know him. I know he I know he he's preaching the truth. I know he believes this. I know it's the real thing." So we keep on going and we keep on going. And he builds he builds his stuff up. He keep, he keeps on building that reputation and till one day he's in Jerusalem and people start this big old riot. They get all gathered around and they and he said and he's got questionable things going on and the Roman government's about ready to arrest him and he he says 
Let me talk to the crowd. Because it's time for a debt-free scream. Let me tell you my story. And he goes through all the stuff I just said. He goes through all the ways. He said, I was walking down the streets of Damascus. I, I, I was ready to kill him. I had the papers in my hand. I had the papers in my hand. I was ready to go. And then he makes him mad all over again. <laughs> they drag him on in. They keep on going. They keep on going. And finally, he testifies before him. He spends time in prison. And he says, look, there's this guy, the king says, hey, there's this guy I want you to see. There's this guy I want you to see. you got to check this dude out. So he's like, okay. Paul, you're permitted to speak for yourself, said Agrippa. He stretched forth a hand and answered, I think myself happy, Agrippa. Because I shall answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews, especially because I know you're an expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. For I beseech thee to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was from among, the first among my own nation at Jerusalem, knew all the Jews, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straightest of sect of our religion I lived as a Pharisee. Now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God. God unto our fathers, unto which promise our twelve tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come. For which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I'm accused, accused of the Jews. Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? I verily thought with myself that I, I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus and Nazareth, which thing I did in Jerusalem. Many of the saints that I shut up in prison, having received authority, and when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. I punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme and being exceedingly mad against them I persecuted them unto strange cities whereupon I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests at midday O king I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me and when we were all fallen to the earth I heard a voice speaking to me saying in the Hebrew tongue Saul Saul why persecutest thou me? It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he answered, I'm Jesus whom you persecutest. But rise and stand on thy feet. I've appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of those things which thou hast seen and of those things in which I will appear unto them, delivering thee from the people, from the Gentiles unto whom I now send thee. Open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that's in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I shewed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem, throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and return to God and do works meet for repentance. These causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue to this day witnessing both to small and great, saying none of these other things than those which the prophet Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer, that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light to the people and to the Gentiles. And as he thus spake for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, being beside thyself, much learning doth make thee mad. I was saying it that way on purpose. 
Because that's how he said it. He was, he was excited. He was driven crazy. He was like, you look, I'm debt free. And you can be too. Just do the same thing I did. Just do the same thing I did. In fact, this is the next thing he said, I'm not mad. But speak forth the words of truth and soberness. The king knows of these things before whom also I speak freely. I'm persuaded none of these things are hidden from him for this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, believe the other prophets. I know you believe. Don't even answer me. I know. <laughs> I know you believe the word of God. I know you believe the prophets. Then Agrippa said, almost thou persuadest me to do this. You almost persuaded me. You just about convinced me. Just about. And Paul said, I would to God. Not only you, but all these that hear me. We're both almost and altogether persuaded to be a Christian. You see, this is what we need, y'all. This is what we're looking for. We need you. We need us. This church needs us to get like that. We've got hope inside of us. Have you, have you received the Holy Ghost? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? You spoke in other tongues. Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? I know a whole lot of you have. We need to get this fired up. We need to get this kind of crazy going on. We need some weirdos in this place. It's time to be a little weird. It's time to be a little crazy. Because if we don't get crazy about this, people are not going to know any different about you. They may think, they may look at you and think you're weird, but they ain't going to know until you talk. As a, I believe it was Mark Twain that put it this way. He said, it's better to be silent and be thoughtful than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. But some of you, it's time to open your mouth. It's time to look a little foolish in the eyes of the world. Open your mouth and remove any doubt that you are foolish to the world. You see, it looks foolish, this, I, this thing called preaching. It looks foolish to the world, but to us, it is the hope of salvation. Preaching the word of God. It looks weird. It looks crazy. It's not normal in this modern day and age. It is not normal. But we can't be normal. You see, even the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth his handiwork. It's the, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament uttereth his handiwork. Day unto day it utters speech. Night unto night it shows knowledge. There's no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Texas was talking in Sunday school class talking about miracles. And one of the main things that miracles do is that they show people that there is a God. Sometimes, have you had anything happen to you that just can't be explained? Something that just can't be explained away? Something that doesn't make any kind of sense? There's no reason that it should have happened that way for you. But it happened. It happened. It happened. You can't deny it. No one else can deny it. You can show them the pictures. I was listening to some preaching on the way here. There was a man preaching a, a, a few months back at the at, at one of the youth conferences for uh, at, in Brother Woodward's church in Canada. He told a story about when he was a, a young kid, how their biggest challenge that most of the kindergartners thought that, you know, if you can jump from, if you could make jump to the fifth monkey bar, then you were one of the cool kids because only the first and second graders could do that. 
And he said, I just decided within myself, I'm going to step out of my uncool place and I'm going to make this jump. He said, and I stood there all recess long. All recess long, I was standing there. I was getting ready to make my jump. And finally, they whistled for us to head to the wall, head over to line up by the wall. And I was just like, okay, it's now or never. I'm going to do it. He said, I think, honestly, if I had just jumped, I probably would have made it. But I hesitated. And then all at once, I was like, okay, it's now or never. I jumped, and my buddy came through. I smacked his head with my legs, and I went face first into the ground. And my buddy looks at me, ah, 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 your head's wide open, you're bleeding. Your head's wide open, you're bleeding. And he said, then I freaked out, and I was like, Miss So-and-so, help me, help me, I'm dying, I'm dying. His head's, she's like, it's a one-inch cut, you'll be fine, you just need some stitches. Stitches? What's the, what stitches? You know, like how your grandma sews and all this. And he's like, now I'm picturing giant crochet needles going in my head. <laughs> And he said, well, maybe if it's deep enough, it might be staples. He said, but at the end of the day, I thought, oh, no, they're not going to love me. They're going to think I'm uncool because I failed. He said, instead, he said, I've got the scar to prove I tried that jump. Just ask Joey here. I smacked him on the way down. He said, so finally I went ahead and tried the jump, and I made it. <laughs> but I've got the score to prove it. I did it. You can't deny my miracle. You can't deny that I've been through what I've been through. You can't deny that I've been what I've been through. I've got the mark on, I've got the mark on me to prove it. I've got the mark on me to prove it. You can't deny that I've been through what I've been through. You know what? I, 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 I've, got the, I've got the old overdue bills to prove it. I've got the old, I, I, I've got the pictures to prove what I went through. I've got the files. I've got the pictures. I've got everything you need. What, what, what do you need? Do you, you know what? You want to know what I've been through? Just Google my name. Just go ahead, Google my name. I think about the number one result is Crittenden Press. I've been through what I've been through. I've been through what I've been through. You can Google me. You can go ahead and see where I went through a year of an accusation. I've got the mug shot to prove it, y'all. I've been through what I've been through. I went through what I had to go through. And but you know what? You know what? I'm not behind bars. I'm not. The enemy may have tried to knock me down, but I'm not there because the God, my God, fights for me. I've got a song. I'm gonna sing it loud. So my my, my praise is singing out. My praise is roaring out. Did he heal me? Oh yes, he did. Did he save me? Yes, he did. You see, bless the Lord, all you people. Let's shout his name together. You see, the, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked enemy and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart will not fail. The war will rise against me, and this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. I want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. In the time of trouble, he's going to hide me in his pavilion. In his tabernacle will he hide me. He's going to set me up on a rock. My head will be lifted above mine enemies. Therefore, I'm going to offer in this tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I'm going to sing. Yeah, I'm going to sing praises to the Lord. Anyone ever just go through Psalms? Let me, let me just help you out a little bit. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble will hear thereof and be glad. Magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He heard me. He delivered me out of all my fears. They looked to him. Their faces were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried. The Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. There is no want to them that fear him. Young lions lack and suffer hunger. They that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Hearken to the Lord, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God. Depart from evil, do good, seek peace, pursue it. Too many people looking for happiness. Too many people looking for happiness. You don't need happiness, you need peace. Because it don't matter. It don't matter if something's bad, you can have peace. But if something's bad, you probably won't be too happy. You may not be happy all the time. Happy's not for everybody. Happy is temporary. Happy goes away. But peace and joy, everlasting peace that doesn't pass in, that it can't be understood. I can tell you for a fact that you can have peace. Because, let me tell you, during all that time, all that stuff I'm talking about, I can assure you in 2019 there was an odd amount of peace inside of me. An odd amount of peace that was inside of me. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. I, I was wondering what type of job I was going to end up with. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what my future was going to be. But there's a... Somewhere around July 2019. Junior camp 2019. I got a phone call from Mama saying there's an opportunity for you to go to to go to Youth Congress, do you want to do it? I, I, text, I text the people that was, had, had open tickets for me, and they, they said, yeah, no charge, uh, no restaurant charges, no gas charges, nothing. I get off the phone with them. I was standing in the back of this church when that call went out, and I, I remember the thought crossing my head, this good day can't last forever. <laughs> and I... I turned around and said, shut up, devil. Shut up. I know. Just tell him to shut up. Just shove it back in his face. Because I promise you that my God is fighting for you. My God is fighting for you. 
all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. You are called. Are you going to listen to him? All things work together to give them that love the Lord. You're called. Are you loving the Lord? If it seems like there's no way that it can work out, you just need to start loving on God. Start worshiping the God. Bless the Lord at all times. Let that praise continually be in your mouth. Let that praise continually be in your mouth. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against workers of iniquity. You see, there's another verse in the Psalms that talks about. I was so confused when I said, God, why are all the evil people being blessed and I'm not? He said, then I got to the house of God and I understood where they're going to end up versus where I'm going to end up. You see, it may look like all the evil people are getting everything that they want, but you're getting nothing. But look at the You need to start thinking beyond this life because it's not about this life. As long as you make it through the gates of heaven, that's all you need, and you can scream out, I'm debt free. I'm debt free. Free. I'm not stuck in chains for eternity. I'm not stuck in flames for eternity. I'm living in the eternal joy of the Lord. I'm living in the light now. I'm living in the light now. Oh, praise God. Praise God. I am debt free. There is nothing holding me back. There are no chains holding me back. I, there's nothing holding me anymore. I remember. I remember sitting in this church looking down in this very spot sitting right here at, at a girl freaking out because of some horrible attacks that had been laid on her. But I know what it was like. Several years down the road, you got any regrets? <laughs> you happy where you are right now? Because God blessed you as God worked it all out to them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Because I'll tell you, if those people who attacked you had their way, that wouldn't be here. If those, if those things we wanted had happened, if those things you thought was so horrible had happened, you wouldn't be sitting here. You wouldn't be hearing this message. You wouldn't be hearing this message. If it, what I had wanted had happened, you wouldn't hear this message. It wouldn't be preached this way. You wouldn't be heard this way. That story, that scream out, that shout of joy doesn't happen. Shout in the Lord with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of praise. I got a song. 
and I'll sing it out. My praise is pouring out. My praise is pouring out. I sat down in my room last night to pray. I was like, God, I've got this message in my head. I don't know what, where, how, how it's supposed to come out. And it's like I just started hearing this song in my head, rolling in my head. I'm just going to pull up these lyrics for you. I got a song, and I'll sing it out. My praise is pouring out. My praise is pouring out. Oh, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchased of God, born of His Spirit. I'm washed in His blood. I can't stop singing this freedom song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. I got a song and I'll sing it out. My praise is pouring out. My praise is pouring out. I will dance in your freedom now. You've brought me out. You've brought me out. Did he heal you? Did he save you? Did he free you? Did he make you whole? Did he wash you? Transform you? Did he redeem you? And cleanse you? Did he set you free? Give you victory? When he died for you on Calvary? Did he give you peace? Hope? When he filled you with the Holy Ghost? Will you praise him? Will you worship him? Will you lift him high? With all your might. Lift the sound. Make it loud. If you got a song, somebody shout it out. I'm going to just point something out. Very simple, very true. I'm not that cool or special. I'm pretty sure every kid in there will tell you that. Because they've told me that. I'm nothing cool, I'm nothing special. I'm nothing cool, I'm nothing special. But here's something you need to know. Because I'm not. Because I'm not. That means, pretty simply put, you don't have to be either. And you know what else? Doug White is nothing cool and nothing special. Scott Graham is nothing cool, nothing special. James Wilson's nothing cool and nothing special. 
Paul was nothing cool and nothing special. Peter is nothing cool and nothing special. Every miracle that's ever happened is available to someone just like you. It don't take seven steps, it takes three. It just takes three steps. It's nothing amazing, nothing popular, nothing crazy has to be done. It's simple. It's simple to understand. It's simple to live out. It's not always easy to do. Simple to understand. Nothing crazy to it. It's just turn away from sin and ask forgiveness. Be baptized in the name of Jesus. And he will. It's assurance. It's a promise that you will be receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. And that is your debt-free stream. It's natural, it's normal, and it's easy. You know, the, one of the main reasons we aren't hearing it, one of the main reasons we're not seeing that happen is because the ones who've had the experience aren't doing their debt-free screams. We're not seeing it happen because the people who have it have a song, but they're not singing it out. They're not singing it out. They're not shouting it out. You know what this picture is behind me? <laughs> that is a baby's first cry. That is a baby's first cry. That is a baby's first cry you see behind you. And that's what we're needing in this place. That's what's going to set this place ablaze. It's going to set this place ablaze. If we could just get some babies, first cries roaring out in this place. We need some people to be filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. It's available. It's possible. It's easy. You can have that blessed assurance. Jesus can be yours. You can have that foretaste of glory divine resting on you. You are go I, God. He wants you to be an heir of salvation. The blessed of God. Be born in his spirit. Washed in his blood. Oh God. We need to be washed in the blood of Christ. We need to have that over top of us. If you are living in sin, we were talking about this. We were talking about this last night, just going through some stuff, some crazy, stupid stuff that people who don't have Jesus have to go through. Yeah. Amen. Stories of adultery, stories of uh, anger unleashed, and horrible things. And my one response as I kept going was, they need Jesus. They need Jesus. So crazy what this world thinks. There's this video released of the, the 
There's this video release kind of going viral around and they're claiming it's parody or whatever, but these, these men saying, oh, we're coming for your children. And what I saw someone say is, you know, I'm kind of glad to see them start being honest. Because they are. This world is coming for your children. They want to mess them up. They want to just... We, I, I was downstairs and then I, I, heard, I heard a song coming out of that room downstairs and it, it was one of those Sunday school type songs I used to listen to as a kid and I, I heard it coming out and <laughs> went in there and, and they're talking to, to Brooklyn and to Corbin and, and Bethany's saying, one God, one God. <laughs> Says she's going to go home saying one God. Yeah. It might make some people mad, but one God. <laughs> That's what we need going on. That's what this world's not getting. That's why we need to make sure our voices are going out and not the voices of this messed up crazy world. They're getting it from TV. They're getting it from TikTok. They're getting it from YouTube. They're getting it from Spotify. They're getting it from political speeches. They're getting it from the news. They're getting it from the newspapers. They're getting it on Facebook. And they're getting it from their parents. There's so many people talking about how messed up kids are. Kids these days, they don't know what they're doing. You know why kids these days don't know what they're doing? Because their parents didn't know what they was doing. Someone needs to scream it out. Jesus is the only way. Amen. Scream it out. There's only one God. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And him only shalt thou serve. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet. I don't care what this world is doing. We need to scream out the truth. There may be a select few of you that probably, I'm probably only talking about half of you. I know it. Because the other half of you are the ones that need this screamed at you. Some of y'all just need, some of y'all are the ones who's needing to hear it scream, so I'm screaming it. Some of y'all need to start screaming it. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to just shout it out. Here's a simple truth. I'm about ready to wrap it up. Here's the simple truth. There's only one hope for this messed up crazy world. And it is Jesus. It is the preached word of God. It is testimony. There's two things from my opening scripture. The blood of the Lamb, word of the testimony. Reason that why is the word of testimony included in that? 
Why is the word of testimony included in that? Because you should think the blood of the lamb is enough to beat the devil. Because people need people. People need people. Why did Jesus have to be a person? Because people need people. You see, you can have all the burning bushes you want. All the burning bush experiences you want. All the voice from heavens that you want. And all of the fire from heaven that you want. But in the end, after Elijah had the fire come and fall down from heaven, he needed to hook up with Elisha or he was going to end up lost in a cave. After Moses had the burning bush experience, he had to meet up with Aaron or he would not have made it. After Saul had the voice from heaven, He had to meet up with Barnabas. The blood of the Lamb is absolutely necessary. But if you don't get some testimony running out, you're not going to overcome. Your testimony is important, but you need other testimonies. We people in here to start shouting it out all around what story do you have what story do you have you know my story nine years old car ride to Star Bethlehem Church out the window and it's filling I have end time sermons running in my head because there's a blood red moon in the sky I go to the third pew kneel down till church starts and pray service starts I walk towards the front lifting up my hands a few minutes surrounded by people praying for me I got it Thursday night Thursday night, 14 years old, kneel at those steps at an altar call. I hear God say, you're going to carry my word. And I'd heard my dad's testimony enough times. I said, okay, Lord. A little bit later, it's my 15th birthday. I go, I go to bed, start having a sermon roll and roll and roll in my head. I get up the next day in time before my dad gets to work and I tell him, I've got a sermon I need to preach. And he says, start writing it. That's, that's my story. It's my story. That's how, how many people find that story so super inspiring? I've been in it. I've stayed through it. I've kept on preaching it. And that's the key in my story. That's the big one to my story. You can have this thing at 15 years old and still be doing it at 25. You can get filled at 10 and still be in church at 25. It's possible. It's doable. And it doesn't. And you can stay in it. On the other hand, on the other hand, there's 
Texas here. He didn't have all the same advantages I had. He hopped back and forth through his teenage years. At 17, he said, I'm sticking to this. Sure. 